welcome to another episode of the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Begley, Goni, and Wayne. What is up, Mad Mob? It's Q&A time. We're getting up there in the Q&As. I think we're in the 30s now. Let's go. 30-something Q&A episodes. Where, where the Qs get shot at us and, and we catch them and spit them back at you in the form of an A. Yeah, there's that. Qs and As. I hate your stupid face whenever you're whenever you're dissecting my intros. I was thinking about it, man. This I didn't, the... I didn't hide the mop today. I feel like I feel like I'm always wearing a hat and the mad mob doesn't really know what type of luscious hair I have. So I decided to just let it hang free today. Gotta remember to post this one on YouTube. Look at that lettuce. Look at the lettuce. <laughs> the black haired T Law. With the headband and everything. Not the, it's got to be out of my eyes, man. It's got to be out of my eyes. Got a thick mane. I think uh, I think we'd be remiss not to talk about Dalvin Cook on here for a second, right? Before we hop into it. What do you guys think about that? I think Brees Hall is uh, definitely going to be affected. It's good for the Jets. I mean, from a pure football standpoint, it's good for the Jets. They're loading up. They're trying to make a run. I like it for them. For fantasy, meh. Oh, it's fan- it's terrible for fantasy. Yeah, because Dalvin's going down, Brees is going down, Zeke joined the Pats. Zeke, that was nobody what I was high on Zeke. Ramondre's down. Man, excuse me while I take this victory lap. What victory lap? The victory lap of promising a nah. goni guarantee that someone was going to join the Patriots. Nobody argued with you, dude. We were just doing our yeah. rankings based on the current state of the NFL. Nobody but argued with you, man. On the team, yeah. Yeah, they were they. Man, they weren't, but it was coming. You might as well. What if someone drafted during that time and they took your advice over mine because it hadn't happened? Gone. I'll offer you Doink Ramondre as a top fifteen back. Was Zeke there? Didn't you say he's going to drop out of top fifteen? No, top twelve. I'll do top twelve. He's going as the RB ten, bro. All right. Uh, book it, I'll take it. Top twelve. My man, I appreciate that. I've watched I've watched Zeke run the football for the last two years, buddy. It it ain't there. It ain't there. You must have missed all the points I was making as to why. I don't think he would have been a top twelve without Zeke there. I, I definitely don't think he'll be a top twelve with Zeke there. Hey man. They gained Juju and lost Jacoby. They're gonna have to do the ball somewhere. <laughs> What a win. We're and we re-signed Devontae Parker to a three year extension. We're so good. We're so good. Go Pats. What do you think, Wayne? How do you feel about Ramondre with Zeke there? I don't, I don't know. I've always been kind of a Zeke truther. I feel like he's got way too bad of a rap. But I mean he did just get completely overtaken by the RB two in Dallas. He's getting old. He's been fat, skinny, fat, skinny. <laughs> and he fumbles gone he, he he's a horrible fit with belichick bro uh, i'll just go back to it real quick as far as that goes man Ramondre was only relevant last year and finished as high as he did because he was third in the league in targets at the running back position there ain't no way he's touching anywhere near his 80 90 whatever it was i think it was 89 targets no way he's touching that. He barely broke a thousand yards. He had five rushing touchdowns. His production was met. He was efficient. He was very efficient. I'll give him that. But 
the production was meh. It was it all came from the targets that buoyed him well, super high. Well, Zeke for sure ain't taking none of those targets. I mean, I, I think he's worried about Juju Smith Schuster doing it. Pierre Strong. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't know, bro. I don't know. All I know is Ramondre is not going to be a top 12 guy. Don't draft him there. Don't expect him to be that. Honest question. In an auction draft, what are you paying for Ramondre Stevens? 20 bucks? It's 10%. I mean, 20 is probably not bad. 20 in a $200 league, I'd pay. Yeah. 10% is not bad for a starting running back. Fair. Fair. All right. Oh, by the way, last last question. Would you rather have Brees in the third or Dalvin Cook in the fifth? Dalvin Redraft. in the fifth. Redraft. Probably Dalvin in the fifth also. Dalvin in the fourth or Brees in the third? Dalvin in the fourth. Uh, probably Dalvin in the fourth still. Yeah, I mean, the production's going to stay the same no matter what round you put him in. If, if they were in the same if they were in the same round, I would still I would still consider Dalvin. Dalvin in the third or Brees in the fourth? I'm just I'll take the value. I'll take Brees in the fourth because their their value is going to be very similar. So they're just going to take whoever is cheapest, basically. Yep. All right, fair enough. All right, let's get right into it. For those who don't know, we go on Reddit. We find people who need help. We supply that help. Alex Van one four two. Going, I'm gonna start with you. He's starting a new dynasty league this year. He's got the sixth pick. And he really wants to trade for the first pick. What should he offer along with the 106 to get the 101? Oh, man. Um, I would probably start, and it might not get it done by any means, but I would probably start with like uh, a sixth, first and a sixth. A sixth might even be a little pricey, but at the same time, that might not get it done to come off the 101. Like the 101 is jetta or it's chase pick your poison whatever you like i'd start there that that's basically what i'm saying is i would start there or i would try and package a deal and do like a first and a fourth for a first and a sixth or something the 101 and the sixth you probably won't get it with that sixth rounder initially but if you get a package deal it gives you a better dialogue to think that you know you're not wasting the guy's time what do you think wayne uh, I'd want a little bit better. I'd probably want the fourth. I'd probably want to, you know, you might be able to, you might be able to give them two later round picks, but if I'm the one, I'm, I'm probably going to want your, your six and like your third or fourth, honestly. Three picks for one? No, no. Pick swap. Okay. The 101 so and the I'd six. want to take his 106, and then I'd also want your third or fourth. Okay. P- yeah. Okay. That makes, that, it's pricey. You, I mean, I probably it's Jetta, dude. For... It's Jetta, Bijan, or Jamar. Wherever you, wherever the wind's blowing you. I try to pull a goni, man. Find the find a, a bad player in your league and try to sell them rookie picks in the future years. Take a shot at it. I mean, yeah. Goni did that in the league we're in and gave up absolutely nothing to get nothing. three first round picks. Gave up a first, a second, and a third round rookie pick for, uh, I think it was the 108. Yeah, which was a Javanta? It was Javanta. That's a pretty good return so yeah. far. 
We'll see. Specialist Dig 8831. Wayne, after the Dalvin news, he fell out of love with the starting backfield of Brees and Najee. He thinks he needs more. He's giving up Diggs and James Conner. He's getting Devonta Smith. What do you think about that? I if I'm him, I'm I'm holding. James Conner is is he's he could he's a very plausible dark horse guy. Um, I th- I'm pretty sure all three of us like him. I would just kind of kind of sit Brees, uh, do see what see what's going on in that backfield. Even if he has to sit on your bench this year, Dalvin's only there for one year, and then Brees is back to the moon, in my opinion. I I think the backfield of Najee and James Conner will suit to, will suit you just fine, and then you can head back to Brees and Najee again. Yeah, that's something where. I don't think you're making a championship type move if you were to get rid of Diggs and Connor this year. I understand those are like two trade candidates for a lot of teams because of their age, but I agree. I think both of them have good years in them. I wouldn't be upset either of trying to off Diggs. I mean, I guess it would have to be Connor. Like, I, I could see I came off of Diggs myself in a dynasty league because I wanted to get out a year early rather than a year too late. So if you're trying to do something like that, I would try and throw in like a second, maybe a second round rookie pick as well as Diggs to bring in Devonta Smith. But I like the pieces that he has right there. Yeah, and it's kind of confusing because he's falling out of love with his backfield, so he's trading away a receiver to get another receiver, which does absolutely nothing for his backfield. You yeah. know, if you want to trade Connor and Diggs for, you know, a, a really good running back, then sure that that solves your backfield problem. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, Connor's gonna be just fine this year. Yeah, I I think Wayne and, and Goni make make good points. I, I think those are two win now guys that, that are gonna get it done for you. I uh I'm the play devil's advocate. I'm gonna say I think Brees and Najee are gonna be just fine for you. I think I think Brees is, is you know, yeah, he's going to lose goal line work and first and second down work, but I think he's the passing back. And I think having Aaron Rodgers there, we've seen what old quarterbacks do to backs who can catch out of the backfield, man. I don't know. Najee also, I mean, how bad of a year did Najee have last year? And he still finished as the RB14. So, I mean, if that's his floor, that's not bad. He has all kinds of room for improvement. I expect him to be better this year. It's not as bad as it looks, uh, you know. I agree. I, I don't think you need to hit, hit the panic button at all, in my opinion. I do think it hurts his value, obviously, but I, I think there's enough to, to sustain him. All right. Travis Fulgham, MVP. Wow, you guys remember that scab? Man, a couple good games, man. That's all it takes. <laughs> Wayne, I'm going to kick this one over to you. 14-team, half PPR. One quarterback, he wants to win now. He's giving up Mike Evans, Ezekiel Elliott, and a 2026 first for Cooper Cup. I'm not sure I'd do that if I'm the Cooper Cup side, but yeah. Yeah, I was going to say super snap call. Yeah, He's got I mean, that trade it, on the table right now. Snap except that. Go ahead and give give away damaged goods. A guy that's prob- most likely flexed this year um, back in WR2. Give up a guy that's might not even have any any starting value in Zeke and then 
a first round draft pick way down yonder for a potential top five wide receiver? I mean, absolutely. If you got a guy that's willing to accept that, go for it. Yeah, I've got nothing more to add. That that's literally like enough said. Honestly, snap call. Going, I'm going to kick off a question to you uh, that is sponsored by Bic as our absolutely flaming hot question of the day from Reddit. Mm. Yako, Jacob, Jakob. Wow. Milo. Mm. Names. Names. 12 team, one quarterback PPR. Side A, T. Higgins and Travis Etienne. Side B, Damian Pierce and Chris Olave. Side A, Travis Etienne and T. Higgins. Side B, Chris Olave and Damian Pierce. Higgins and Etienne for me. I'd rather have that side. Damian Pierce doesn't do enough for me. Don't even know if he's going to be the starting running back uh, this year, really. I mean, I know Singletary got there. He's probably not going to be the horse he was last year. We've talked plenty about how the man was – he's a pain – Owning him last year, if you had him, he doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield. He's good for about 80 yards, which will give you eight points. Won't add a single reception, maybe one if you're lucky. And you're not happy unless he's scoring a touchdown. T. Higgins, known proven commodity wide receiver too. ETN has RB1 potential. He might not reach it because of, you know, Tank Bigsby this year. And just the backfield, they don't want to make him the workhorse, but he catches out of the backfield. He's electric uh, and just has a way better future. I agree. We know T. Higgins' floor and ceiling is pretty much WR2. Uh, Chris Olave's ceiling is probably back-end one. Um, but Damian Pierce, uh, we talked about it in our Dark Bus and Locks episode. I'm just I'm all the way out on Damian Pierce this year. He's on a crappy offense. He wasn't really that efficient last year. He just got he just volumed his way into a decent finish. So for me, it's Chris Olave in a extremely mediocre running back for a solid WR two and a block for a WR two with or lock RB two with RB one potential. Clean sweep. Wayne overall add five thirty three. Twelve team PPR one quarterback. A.J. Brown or Jackson Smith and Jigba in a 24-1? Mm. Uh, JSN in 24-1. I like, uh, well, it just seems like if JSN can go in and take the Tyler Lockett spot, uh, that Geno Smith has shown that he can, you know, have two fantasy-relevant receivers. He can support them. That offense has done it often under Pete Carroll and then you're throwing in the 24-1. A.J. Brown, I don't know that Jalen Hurts can continue to support that. I think Devonta Smith eats into it a little bit. He's shown that he can be great. Then you got Dallas Goddard. They improved the backfield. He's just – A.J. Brown doesn't need to do as much as he did last year. So I think his, his volume comes down a little bit. I think JSN's volume is going to uh, – Obviously, we're at a rookie pay. He's in a rookie year, so we don't know. But, you know, when Tyler Lockett leaves, he's going to have a bigger role. Nice. I couldn't disagree anymore. I'm glad we got here. Glad we got here to one word we disagree on. For me, it's it's just I want to take the guy that I know is an absolute stud in A.J. Brown. Jackson Smith and Jigba, 
It's coming out of college. He was the best receiver coming out in the draft this year. Um, can't knock anything on the player profile or the athleticism or anything like that, but he's done nothing. Hasn't got on the field yet. Hasn't taken a snap. If he can take the Tyler Lockett role, maybe he can he can do this and that. He's not the one. DK's locked up for a while. His contract situation is just fine. Tyler Lockett's got two more years, I believe, on his deal. This year, next. He, he might get cut after this year. They might release him just for cap space. That's to be seen. We won't know until we get there. Geno Smith, I think, has two or three years is what he signed for his extension. Three years. So, I mean, best case scenario, he, he gets some reps as a rookie this year as a three, and then Lockett gets let go next year and he moves up to a two. Uh, there's going to be growing pains. Um you know, we'll see how it is. You get the 24-1 as well, and, I mean, that's great. That's a nice sweetener, but it's one of those things of, like, you got the stud or you got this guy who could also be a stud. You just don't know. I've already got the stud. Let me keep that. Can we can we not brush over the fact that you're also getting a first-rounder next year? See, but we brushed over that fact in a uh, previous one as well that we made a doink on. I, it just it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me. Interesting. That's a that's a stud, kind of a big man. deal. It doesn't matter to you. AJ Brown is AJ Brown already, man. He's a freak athlete. He's always been one. He's a yards after catch machine. He did it with Tennessee. He's doing it with the Eagles. They have arguably the best O line in the league. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be just fine. I think I think this is going to be. I expect him to be a wide receiver one again easily. Um, just to uh, inform people. Tyler Lockett is signed through 2025, but after this year, he they've got an out. I'm going to side with Wayne on this one. Um, I, I think JSN is a stud, man. I know there's a lot of projecting there. We haven't seen it, and I know you're the I-have-to-see-it-to-believe-it to guy of us here on the podcast, and if he hasn't done it before, you couldn't pee on him if he was on fire, and I get that. That's your take. I like, I like JSN, man, because you know what? Yeah, DK might be the one there, but he's hasn't outscored Tyler Lockett in the fantasy season, I don't think, in a few years, right? Since he's been in the league. I, I think DK leaves plenty of room for somebody to work underneath and rack up quite a few fantasy points. And like Wayne said, you're getting a first. So I'm getting a guy who has an incredible profile on a very good offense on a team that wins a lot of games. I like Jason, man. I'm a, I'm a fan. I just, I just little, little quick one. I wanted to to go back because I referenced it. Where, where was this love for the first round pick when you guys held me at knife point for a doink when we debated Ceedee Lamb and Rashad Bateman versus Jalen Waddle in a first round pick? You guys absolutely held me hostage over this. Well, it's because you think Jalen Waddle and Ceedee Lamb are extremely equivalent. No, no, I think and, they're close and, enough. Is and what that's I said. why, I and that, and don't don't enough. don't sit here and act like pick. it was a straight up doink because it wasn't. We gave you mucho points. We gave you Jalen well, plus a good amount of points. You right. you gave me what the difference was last year, which I said was only only forty two, and I think the math broke out to like two two point four points per game or something. Only forty two. To me, that to me didn't matter in terms of what is Rashad Bateman going to give you versus a first round pick. Well, I know my, my position on Rashad Bateman. I don't hate him yet. You haven't. I think the talent's there. He's just got to stay healthy. Uh, so, can I get another doink that says I get to pick a guy in 
the back half of the first round next year to outscore Rashad Bateman next year? As long as as long as I get a forty two point cushion that I'm giving that, you on the other half. That's just really, really weird. Why? I'm giving right, you forty two points uh, on the other this, half. How about this? You're complicating it. Jalen Waddle, and then a player of my choosing in the back half of the first round versus CeeDee Lamb and uh, Rashad Bateman, your stud, your king. Well, but here's the thing, man. I, I think th- th- this is the year that I think Bateman's going to do it. He's going to do it. If he doesn't do it this year, we're out on him. Gross. He's not going to do it, so I look forward <laughs> it, to being out. But look, it's a new offense, 30-year breakout, right? If he was going to do it, it'd be this year. Is Rashad Bateman even the number three on his own team? Yeah, absolutely. I think he's probably the number one on the depth chart, right? No, no. I mean, in terms of like what matters, like target share, it's it's probably going to be Mark Andrews first, right? And then it's going to be probably Odell Beckham, who they yeah. paid a lot of money to. They paid him $18 million, man. Come on. Come on, bro. They, they drafted Bateman in the first round. Years ago. Two well, years not ago. years. <laughs> well, like I said, multiple years with an S. No, 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 no. Come on, man! I'm sure, that eighteen million. I, I, Wayne had to look it up. I'm sure the eighteen million is incentive, incentive heavy. I think someone just got someone got tight about it. That was in the free agency market, one of the wide receivers, because they weren't getting the money that Odell was getting. I can't remember exactly who it was, but Odell got a lot of money, and they didn't pay him to get nothing out of him. It's it's a fifteen million dollar contract. Okay. And 14 of it was a signing bonus. So he's already unpaid. Wow. Okay. All right. So you don't give him $15 million for nothing, bro. That's, that's solid money for a guy who doesn't play any football. That being said, that being said, OBJ has gotten injured a lot recently. He doesn't have anything to prove. He's got his ring. If you got your paycheck up front, are you really worried about busting your tail out there? Come on, man. Okay. Don't He's come on, man, me. They gave this man his paycheck up front. And then another question, your beloved Zay Flowers, where does he fall in this? I think Zay Flowers is the best receiver on the team. But I'll offer you a doink. I'll take Bateman, you take Odell Beckham. In terms of what? Most fantasy points scored this year. That's fine because I'm either going to win or I'm going to pull the lane and uh, get out of it because of injury. So, yeah, you're wrong. They're both going to get injured. They're going to be wrecked with injuries all year. <laughs> Yeah, and guess what? The winner of this is probably going to have about 113 fantasy points. Good for a wide receiver, 60. Make sure it's in the ledger. We've had uh, Mad Mob. It needs to be known. We've had some discrepancies in the ledger. Things have just not gotten in there. It hasn't. It hasn't. It's been a rough year for the ledger already. You're disrespecting the ledger. The ledger has never been wrong. That was a championship plaque is that what it didn't make it to. And he's only salty because he only won tight ends, man, Mob. Position no one cares about. A lot of people care about it. Makes or break your league. Wayne, tip of the cap to an actual position that matters. Yes, sir. Tip of the cap. You guys finished last more than I did. That's all that matters. Wayne, while he gets that in the ledger, appraise my mayonnaise. 12 team, PPR, one quarterback. Side A, Ayuk. Side B, Juju in a first. He says that it's a late first. I love Ayuk, but Juju's also my dark horse this year. If he can fill the Jacoby role, he could be solid. 
Plus, I love draft picks. Love the value of them. Love them, Goni. I love them. Okay. I'm going to cross over it, I think, and just take Ayuk. What are you going to do, Goni? I think I'm going to take... I think I'm going to take Ayuk as well. I don't love Juju. It's a first-round pick. I I do love Ayuk. I've tried to get him everywhere this year. Give, give me that instead. Ayuk, or uh, Juju does nothing for me. Wayne didn't convince you in the Dark Horse segment? Uh, no, because uh, Juju is on my team, being the Patriots, and I'm not happy about it. Baba Bowie 4. Goni. 12-team PPR. The Superflex. Side A, Jerry Judy. Side B, Alec Pierce in a 24 first. Jerry Judy, easy. Alec Pierce is nothing. I, yeah, I was hyped on him last year. Let's move on from this question. I, I liked him a lot, but he is – I hate every position player on the Colts this year. I don't want any of them at all. All right. Awesome. Let, me, let me throw this in here, Wayne, before you answer. And going if it changes your mind, tell me. Judy is fourth on his depth chart of wide receivers. He's got AJ Brown. He's got DK Metcalf. Well, he's fourth behind DJ Moore. And then he's got Jahan Dotson. Does that depth encourage you to make the trade? Nope. Nope. If I got Jerry Judy, and and I know he's not starting for me, which I think there's definitely going to be scenarios where he will start, even with that um, core of wide receivers. I think Jerry Judy is at his absolute cheapest right now. So, in the very least, I'm holding. Okay, I agree. Yeah. All right, beef relief. Last last few, by the way. Beef relief. Chris Olave or Drake London? Olave. Olave. Oh, God. We've seen the talent, bro. We've seen the talent. We sure have. Sure Drake London's supposed to just be a target machine. We still were waiting for them targets, man. Well, we saw the talent out of Drake London last year. When he could get the ball, man. Hey, can I interest you in a doink Olave versus Drake London this no, year? No, dude, it's my turn. It's my no, turn. Hang on. Hang on. Sorry, I beat you to the punch. Wow. I feel like I'm in a lot of doinks already this year. I mean, as am I. That's that's what it's all about. Goni, I would like to oh no. Wayne, while while I uh, do just a just a, a split second of something of research, <laughs> just a, no, just a split second of just something going, just a quick little tiddly. Wayne, yep. who, who would you take? Chris Olave, easily, easily. He showed, he showed freak athleticism last year. He showed incredible hands, incredible route running, with questionable quarterback work, and uh, hate it or love it. Derek Carr's an upgrade. Damn. I thought you were going to say the underdog's on top. And Chris Olave's going to shine until his heart stops. Man. Did you uh, do something, Beggs? Can we just admit that it's that it's close? Uh, if we have a doink and then you lose by a minuscule amount, yeah, I can definitely admit that. But in your mind, this, this isn't close right now? No, it's Olave. Didn't have to think twice about it. Oh. Was it close for you, Wayne? No. Okay, moving on. I've been outvoted. Linger. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 150. I probably would take Chris Olave. 
<laughs> I think forty-one fifty. Twelve-team superflex, half PPR. Forgot who I was going with. Wayne. I won't go last time. Side A, Brees. Side B, Rashad White in a first. Everybody's fire selling Brees now. <laughs> no, nah, hang hang on to Brees, man. Calm down. Dalvin's on a one-year deal, people. He's on a one-year deal. Calm down. Hang on to Brees. He'll be just fine. Yeah, the thing also is, and we've mentioned this before, is this is supposed to be the down year. I think they went and got Dalvin Cook because the first year after an ACL tear, historically no one does great. It's always the second year you see them regain their form, their athleticism. Like Adrian Peterson is the last guy that came back after an ACL tear and absolutely went buck wild. And he was a physical specimen. It just doesn't happen, doesn't come around. Dalvin Cook signed a one-year deal, so this fits perfectly with the timeline. They need him to come in. They know Brees isn't going to be able to do it all by himself this year. They want to be competitive. They load it up. And next year, Brees is going to run wild, I think. I think that's a good point, man. It, it really is insurance against the injury, and it, and it aligns with Aaron Rodgers right in his timeline. So yep. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, Wayne. You get the second caliente question of the episode. Mike Bracciapi, 12-team Superflex. Side A, Jamison Williams. Side B, Dalvin Cook in a late second. This one, this one got a lot of buzz on the interwebs. This one really isn't too terribly hard for me, I don't think. I, I mean, did, wait, did you say Jamison Williams? Oh, okay. Jamison Williams or Dalvin Cook in a second. Dynasty? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like I got to take Jamison Williams in. Like we just said before, Dalvin Cook's on a one-year. He's probably not going to be on a team afterwards. Yeah, I mean, take the youth and the potential over a 50-50 split one-year rental. Yeah, that's what it is. Unless you really need the running back depth and you're going after a championship or something, Jameson Williams is going to miss six games. I'm thinking about it, and I wouldn't feel great, even if I needed a running back. You kind of missed your window. I feel like you probably could have got him cheaper like a week ago when he wasn't on a team. So now that he's there, great running offense. I wouldn't feel good about paying Jameson Williams for that. But I can I can see it if if you're looking for a championship run and need running back depth. I'm Jamison side. I was gonna say like I'm just I want to know just just quick yes or no. If you're a contender, let's say you put yourself top three in the league, does that change your mind on this move at all? Yeah, I mean that's what I was saying. If you need the running back depth and you're going for the championship, yeah, that's fine. I, I would do it. Wayne. But but is Dalvin a win now piece in a fifty fifty timeshare? I mean, you got to really have you really got to have a poop RB two to to give up somebody for Dalvin Cook to win a championship. Mm, if Dalvin Cook saying, is the piece you need, then you're probably no, no, not no, that I'm competitive. Not saying, I'm not saying that you necessarily need it. Like Dalvin Cook's going to be dropping thirty bombs for you during the season, but the season's long and full of tears, man. It, it uh, injuries happen. Depth is is very good to have. I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. Dalvin Cook will be sitting there waiting for me with his 10 to 12 points a game if I need it. All right. Last question. 
And this one's burning like Ben Gay on the interwebs too, boys. It's hot. August is here. It's football season. WBID XD. He really wants to get Jetta. It's a one-quarterback, 10-team league. The guy who has Jetta is rebuilding, and he doesn't really have much outside of him. He's offering Ramondre, Cam Akers, Jerry Judy, Christian Watson, and a 24 first in a package to get Jetta. That's a haul. What do you think? And if you think it's too much, what should he ask for along with Jetta in terms of draft picks? I don't know. In what world in what uh, world can you ever be like, hey man, I need Jetta and your first round pick for like almost anything? Um I mean, on on one side of it though, a lot of the players that he's given up are players that I would absolutely love to come off of. Watson being one. I'm trying to ride the highs of all these guys. Ramondre for sure. Christian Watson for another. Um, Jerry Judy's one I'd want to keep for sure. But, I mean, you got to give up something nice, right? And I forgot what the other two were. Cam Akers and a 24 first. Cam Akers is another one where, I mean, I like him this year. But after that, I don't know. I don't know. I would I would do it as is. As long as you're not depleting your team and you're going to be the team that's rebuilding after this. Well, it's a 10-team, right? So, it, you know, looking at the names, it seems like a lot. But I guess in a 10-team, that is true. Watson and Akers are probably death pieces. Yeah, if, yeah, I'm, meat studs. if I'm if I'm on Jetta, I'm not doing this trade. Ooh, really? No, Christian Watson, bench. Ramondre just got Zeke. He took a hit on his value. Cam Akers, one-year guy. Then his contract is up. Jerry Judy is your only guy that's probably going to be starting in the future. I don't know. I just Jetta's. You're in a rebuild. the The guy's in a rebuild. Cool. Guess what? You got the guy to rebuild around. It's Jetta. Now start rebuilding. But from from that also just just trying to play this the side of the guy who'd be receiving it. What if that's four starters right there immediately? Then you're not a championship team, and there's no no. He's rebuilding. He's re- the guy's rebuilding. That's sending Jetta. The guy that's sending Jetta is rebuilding. So I'm saying, what if what if that. that gets you four four starters? If the Jetta guy does the trade and now he's got four starters, I understand what you're saying. But if those are four starters on your team in a ten team, you're not competitive. It's fair in a ten team. If you're run, if you're trotting out Ramondre, Cam, Christian Watson, and Jerry Judy, you think. You think anybody's worried about you in a 10-team? I'm not really worried about that starting lineup in a 12-team. That's what I'm saying. Like, if Jetta team is rebuilding, then then just you've got the number one asset in Dynasty currently on your roster, and he's super young. He, he can start rebuilding now. But I'm saying, also, though, it gives you the ability to make other trades because now you have more trade chips to be able to go and get other guys that may be better. You have an extra first-round pick. Also, so you'll have two firsts, and you'll have trade trade chips. Weak trade chips, in my opinion. Jerry Judy is obviously the guy you want to hold on to. Ramondre, his the the highest value for him was yesterday. Cam Akers might be a guy whose value will go up in the future, but 
It, I don't. If you're in a rebuild, just hang on to the number one asset in Dynasty and start rebuilding. Don't off them for a bunch of mediocre pieces. If it's me, I want two. I don't. I don't want four mediocre guys. Like, give me two studs. Give me two other guys I can I can rebuild around. Not four. For you know, yeah, they can start for me, but man, give me two, give me two studs for the number one, one asset dynasty. It is kind of one of those also that it feels like where they just went through and was like, oh, don't need that guy, don't need that guy, don't need is. that guy, don't need that guy. How's the first sound? They're just gonna, they're just gonna give this man war and peace to read in the trade review. And hope he gets bored and just hits accept. Dang, I'm getting 37 players. Sure, take Jetta. It, you know, like for me, on one hand, it feels like an overpay, but it also feels like it's not enough. It's weird. I, like you said, Wayne, I'm not taking it if I'm the Jetta guy, but if I'm sending it, I feel like I'm sending a lot. Um, he does mention he's got Waddle on the roster. How would you reconstruct a trade? If you threw Waddle in there, like does Waddle or Mondre in a one get it done? It does, right? I I think I think it would need to be Waddle, Judy, and a one, and I'd send it. We're talking like, the number one dynasty asset. Pricey. That's a lot, man. I don't know. I I, I think Judy could be like a wide receiver fifteen up this year. Do you know what? But that's not his ADP. Guys. You got to trade him based on his value now. Jet is one of those guys, bro. And, and Wayne and I are in the same boat with having Jamar Chase in our in our big dynasty, man. We're not in the business of trading a guy like Jet or Chase for f- fair value. Nope. You're going to have to pay. Mm-hmm. It's an overpay or you ain't getting them. Straight up. Guys like these don't come around every day. It's just what it is, man. You don't want a fair trade. You don't want, oh, yeah, this that sounds good. That's equal. No, nah, you need to blow me away with this offer for me to come off this stud. You are not getting fair value. If you're going for Jetta, you're having to overpay. And an overpay is Waddle, Judy, and a first. I would let it go for that because I get two starters to replace one, and I can start a rebuild with the first. The number one asset in Dynasty football is Jetta. You're going to have to overpay for him. Fair enough. I can't argue with that logic. It's good logic. All right, man. That'll do it. Take the cat, Mad Mob. Follow us on Facebook. We'll see. Uh, we're going to start our ranking soon. We're going to kick it off with, I don't know. We haven't really talked about it. Uh, I think we're going to combine quarterbacks and tight ends because we're on a time crunch. Football's here. Um, let's let's start with running backs first. Let's do running backs, wide receivers. And round it off with quarterbacks, tight ends, right? Everybody wants yeah, to know about running backs, wide receivers first, right? Don't matter. I'm here for the rankings. All right, uh, the rankings are coming. We're gonna we're gonna bust them out. No schedule. It, we're we're out here. We don't have time to be sticking to no schedule. We're just gonna be hitting you with the content. Hit that little bell. Make sure you're getting notified whenever we post. All we know is it'll go out early in the morning. One day you might get. You might get three episodes in a week. You might get four episodes in a week. You're definitely not going to get any less than two episodes in a week, but we're going to be rolling them out until football regular season starts, which is just around the corner. Mad Mob, buckle up and and save these notifications. Follow us on Facebook. We always post them on our Facebook page the second they come out. We will catch you all in the first rankings episode.